Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the OOO Ozempic and Semaglutide podcast. Get ready to hear from best-selling healthcare author, Dr. Josh Luke, as he facilitates a discussion on healthy weight loss and living healthy. And now here's your host, Dr. Josh Luke. Welcome to part two of my interview with Cleveland Clinic registered dietitian from the Department of Wellness and Preventative Medicine, best-selling author, has a brand new book out, Regenerative, Regenerative Health. We just talked about it on part one of her interview. And she's also, I, I first saw her on the Today Show at today.com contributor, uh, Kristen Kirkpatrick, uh, registered dietitian, uh, MSRDN. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. What an honor. Yeah, we're going to talk this on this episode very specifically about uh, some tips that I actually saw you offer uh, on the Today Show, as well as on their website, Stopping Ozempic or Wagovi, a dietitian explains how to keep the weight off. Five tips. I can't wait for you to share these with our audience. So uh, why don't we jump right into it with, with number one? Let's go for it. All right. So um, number one is really related to the mechanism of what a GLP-1 agonist drug does to begin with, which is slowing gastric emptying, um, creating a sense of satiety, a sense of fullness, et cetera. We have so much data looking at low and moderate carb approaches. And I'm not talking keto here. I'm talking about 45% carbohydrates. So it's, you know, in some people's world, that's pretty high. Um, so anywhere between 25 to, to 45%. We've got strong data looking at the mechanism of making people fuller, longer, uh, the blood sugar management that occurs when we have individuals, even looking at really reversal of some conditions when they're following a low carb approach. So I think that's kind of number one. If you're someone who's saying to yourself, because of cost or side effects or fear or whatever it is, I can't do these drugs, but man, I look at all these people losing weight on them and I want to do it. If you can't, then this is another approach that could, again, delay that gastric emptying, make you feel a little fuller because the ultimate goal of Ozempic is to make you eat less. And that's the real simple truth of it. So, and whether it's Ozempic or Wagovi or, you know, any of Manjaro, it doesn't matter. 
Um, they make you eat less. So we know that low carb approaches do the same mechanism. And you could even look at it as a low carb slash moderate protein as well. Mm -hmm. The key here is that when we have um, carbohydrates that are refined or when we have sugar, uh, we have really this, Walt Willett did a, from Harvard did a great job explaining this in one of his earlier pieces of research. I mean, we have this, like what I would call a roller coaster of blood sugar and insulin, a, 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 you know, a high and then a drop. And it's a cyclical type of mechanism where once it drops, we just want more, we need more. So I tell my patients, like, let's not be on the roller coaster. Let's just be on like some roaring hills because that's more relatable to a low carb, moderate protein approach. Awesome. Yeah. And, and again, one of my favorite things, and we talked about this in part one about this diet is approaching it like, Hey, this is how I want to eat the rest of my life as, as I age, whether I'm on injections or not, I want a healthy approach where each meal, I know what I'm putting in, I'm putting the right nutrients and vitamins and protein into my body. And one of the things I love most about it, Kirsten, is when I'm out with my family, my kids, I have three adult kids are in college. If they order the mac and cheese, I have a bite or two and I don't feel guilty because right. I, I ordered fits in okay. And so I have that little simple pleasure. It's just one or two bites. But that to me is, is a way more enjoyable approach than these binge diets where I'm starving my body for two or three months at a time to get down to a weight that I'm ultimately, you know, going to know gain back over time so that's one of my favorite things okay so you gave us number one a number two on keeping the weight off after you've been on ozempic or another semaglutide yeah so just moving more um you know this is this is always a very unpopular thing to say in the <laughs> world of exercise and exercise physiology but the data is not very strong that exercise is incredibly effective at weight loss um, we know that diet is really the effective manner. Now, exercise, of course, helps with prevention of certain cancers, chronic conditions, reduces your risk of dementia. There's a lot of reasons to exercise, but weight loss is not going to be the golden egg for, for exercise. What we do know, though, is that the research is very clear that once you've lost weight, exercising is one of the keys to keeping it off. So I think that when we're thinking about, okay, I've lost weight, I'm going to get off these drugs, I don't want to be on them, or I can't be on them really having some sort of movement. And you don't have to run a marathon. You talked about having a bite of macaroni and cheese. And that is what I would consider to be a really healthier perspective of, of our relationship with food. I can have something 10% of the time, as long as the other 90% looks pretty good. And exercise is really the same way. You don't, you don't have to go and like sign up for a marathon. You don't have to become an ultra trail runner. Just get out of your house and walk 30 minutes. Uh, we, we constantly have more, more and more data looking at just, just, I mean, there was one yesterday on a research study showing if you walk for 30 minutes at two and a half miles per hour, which is not that fast, um, the benefits to blood sugar and your brain are just huge. Yeah. So we don't have to like, you know, just go all out on exercise, but we do need to move more. We're just, we're a sedentary nation and we need to move a little bit more. So that's another key. This point is so right on. Again, I'm 51 years old. And I think, you know, being a, a three sport athlete in high school and always considering myself athletic, it took me until about last year to acknowledge that walking is actually exercise and not just something you do with your spouse. <laughs> right. and it's healthy. It's like, oh, no, I'm going to go jogging. It's bad for my back. Blah, blah, blah. So I walk all the time now. And I have found that to be so true. I just feel better about myself and healthier. So thanks so much for that one. All right. 
On to number three tactics to keep the weight off after you've been on one of the semaglutide injections. Yeah, number three is sleep. So one of the things I tell my patients is that um, when we think about weight loss or we think about our dietary patterns and all the goals we're trying to achieve, food is really important, but there's so many things that impact food. Uh, your social network impacts food and you know your environment, where do you live? That impacts food. So there's all these things that we might not even think about. Sleep is a really critical component of that because we have studies showing that when you get less than seven hours of sleep on a consistent basis, your digestive hormones, so leptin and ghrelin, they really kind of flip-flop. Um, it's the reason why if you've ever had an all-nighter, you're studying or you just can't sleep, the next day, you're never craving like a great kale salad. You're craving <laughs> pizza, right? You're craving pizza or you're craving like a bagel with cream cheese or you don't crave the right things. And that has a lot to do with our digestive hormones kind of misfiring, if you will. Ghrelin's constantly telling you, keep eating, keep eating, keep eating. And so you, you never really kind of satisfy the hunger you're having. And leptin is like out to lunch, not coming in to tell you to stop eating. So wow. sleep is so important and we don't recognize it that in order to regulate hunger in any capacity or to be able to make better decisions, sleep is going to be critical. So getting at least seven to nine hours of sleep every night. There's also been studies showing that individuals that try and do catch up sleep. So let's say they're sleeping five hours, six hours during the week because they're working. And then on yeah. the weekend, they're like, oh yeah, great. I'm going to sleep 15 hours. It's going to be wonderful. Some studies show that that can be just as damaging. So yeah. really consistency is key and setting up your bedroom in such a way where sleep is going to be possible is really a critical component on that one. Yeah, um, I, I love that because I've, I've really struggled with that. And that's actually one of the reasons, again, it was you know, lower back pain and, and leg numbness and not sleeping well and snoring. These are the things that made me say, man, in my 50s, my resolution is to just get this weight under control, eat healthy, walk more, and um, really simplify the plan so you don't have to binge uh, to keep that weight off. And so sleep is so, so critical. But uh, the fifth one, I think, is my favorite because it's almost one of the taglines for our podcast as a whole. So share the fifth and final tactic to keep the weight off after you've been on Ozempic or semaglutide. Sure. So focusing on the right thing, which is health. Um, we are really kind of laser focused to focus on um, weight because our society really dictates how important being thin is. So it's really tempting to, to, to really kind of fall into that trap but really focusing on health. So focusing on some of those health goals, focusing on living longer. Uh, I had a patient once tell me, I always ask my patients, tell me why you're here. And don't just say, I wanna lose weight. I need to hear something a little bit more meaningful. And one of these guys came in and he said, I'm really struggling to get on the ground and play with my grandkids. Mm -hmm. So I'm struggling to get on the ground and I'm really struggling to get up. So his goal was all about kind of more joints and joint movements and being healthy and being lighter. Yeah. So that is a goal towards health, right? We have to look at longevity as something that helps us not just live longer, but live better because no one wants to live to a hundred. If the last 20 years are in a facility where our brain's not working, um, we're constantly sick. We're, you know, that's, that's not a good quality of life. So I always say, I always make this comparison that the, the blue zones, which are the places on the globe that have the most centenarians with the least amount of disability, 
man, they do it right because they have what many researchers call just these perfect deaths where they are doing great, 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 great. And then all of a sudden they're just like dead. We are a different perspective in the more Western culture. We're like, we're doing okay. We're doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Now we're in a nursing home. Now we're in a wheelchair, right? So we like more prone to disability. So we have to focus on health. That's the only way to look at long-term sustainability. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate. Pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Yeah, so, 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 such good stuff. So five tips, guys. Uh, You can find that if you go to today.com. You can actually um, just kind of type in Kristen Kirkpatrick and five ways to keep the weight off with the Zempic. Moderate your carbs. uh, Make a plan to move more. Prioritize your sleep. Find foods that fill you up and focus on health, but not weight. Can you give us a couple more examples of foods that fill you up? Yeah, I would say anything that's got fiber attached is going to fill you up, as well as um, anything that's got fat or protein. Okay, so like um, whenever I tell people, like whenever you focus on a carbohydrate, if fiber is attached, it's going to be a better choice for you. So there's a very big difference between a Twizzler and an apple. And the difference is fiber, right? So Anytime you have more fiber, uh, the blood sugar management and your insulin management, all of that is is really better managed overall. It slows the release of everything. So I think fiber is going to be the key for foods that fill. So really, what are we talking about? That's plants. I mean, plants have fiber. They naturally have fiber. They naturally have high nutrient density for fats. Uh, You know, it sounds kind of ridiculous, but like some of my patients will say, oh, I'm starving at three o'clock, but I can only have something quick. What should I have? And I'll tell them, have like a tablespoon or two of olive oil, right? So that's a healthy fat, tons of data on extra virgin olive oil, and it's going to fill you up. Body takes a really long time to to break down fat. And then of course, protein is is similar as well. So anything the body has to work for to break down healthy fats, protein, and high fiber foods is going to be constituted as a food that fills. Wow, what a great tip. I've never heard that before. I can't wait to share that one with my wife because I know she loves olive oil and she's great oh, yeah. at finding one little thing like just a, a half an egg, hard boiled egg to throw in there. So it actually gives her something to chew on with it. <laughs> well, yeah, oh. right. That's that's the rub on having a tablespoon of olive oil. But I have like four tablespoons of olive oil a day. So. Wow, that's great. I learned a new hack right there. So hey, there you go. There in you the go. last few minutes, I really want to go back to something you said on part one of our two episodes. And guys, if you didn't already listen to that, I know a lot of you probably jumped to part two because you want to hear those five tips. But part one, we really got deep into, into so many of Kristen's expertises as a registered dietitian. But she she made the comment that um, for many, this might be a lifelong commitment to injection. So let's speak to the extent you can about in your practice and to your exposure, what percentage of 
the people that you work with or that you've seen are going, they're, they're making it a long-term commitment versus those that have tried to wean off. Right. Um, the second so question is going to be, the second question is going to be, let's talk about those who have weaned off. So the first question is, give us that percentage and then we'll get to the next question. Yeah. Well, so a lot of the patients in my practice, they're on these drugs for six months and they're not even thinking about, okay, can I stay on this long-term? They're just like, oh my God, this is the best life I've ever had. <laughs> weight is awesome. They're not thinking like six months from now, they're just thinking no. they're always going to be thin. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's, that's probably 65, 70% of the patients that I see. Um, I would say 15% are very much I'm on this for the rest of my life. I'm on this till the day I die. There's no reason I would get off of it unless I have some sort of horrible side effect associated with it. Um, so I would say that's really more of an accurate breakdown. And then the other people are still in that debate mode, uh, usually saying, well, you know, I've lost the weight. I feel really good. I'm terrified of gaining the weight, but kind of what you had said, I'm going to wean down the dose. Mm -hmm. So I'm hearing more of the, I want to wean down the dose and then maybe I will get off the drug, but let's see. I also have a good percentage of people that have gotten off the drug, gained a small amount of weight, freaked out, went right back on. So <laughs> it's just, so there's like, it's really kind of all over the place. And I think that wow. speaks to the newness of it. If we're talking about people that don't have type two diabetes, that's really the, how people are approaching this. It's just the initial thought is, okay, I'm, I'm postmenopausal. I got this belly fat, nothing works. I'm going to go on these drugs. Let's see what happens. And they're yeah. not thinking a year from now. Yeah. 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 Uh, that, that's such good stuff. So, um, and, and just in transparency, what percentage of your clients have really struggled after they went off? If they did go off, is it a small percent? I mean, you're, you're a professional and they're paying you. So you would think it, you get them back on the, on the train, if you will, but I'm sure there's a few that just have had a real battle. Yeah, I, th I would say it's the majority. So of okay. the patients that I have who have decided to stop taking the drug, uh, the the weight comes off pretty rapidly. Mm -hmm. um, and in, and I've had some cases where uh, an individual might lose, let's say 15, 20 pounds, they get off the drug because they just don't want to be on it anymore and they've put on 40. So that's the real rub here. That's the challenge is, is really looking at this as any kind of, dietary pattern that we're going to choose or any kind of lifestyle that we choose for better health and better weight typically has to be something that is not going to be short term. So that's really the, the, the overarching question that as health practitioners, we still need to identify, do our patients need to be on this for life? Is this a but, lifelong decision? But you started by saying I think I understood you to say right now, there isn't a lot of research that would suggest there there's problems with doing this long-term. Is that an right. We I don't mean, have early. that, but it's we're early. so new. We're yeah. so new. And I always say like, you know, Dr. Josh, I always say that like for every study that tells you that kale is a great food to eat, there's going to be one that will tell you it's going to kill you. Right. So it's like, there's also like, there's so much data out there. And the question is, how do we interpret it? And what's a good study? And what's a study that really is not as good as another study? So I think what it boils down to is we need more time. When I've spoken to endocrinologists that I've worked with and said, gosh, this seems like a game changer. Do you agree? That looks good now, but let's, we need more time. We, we need another five, six years to determine whether or not this was really the miracle. And it could be. Um, that we all thought it was. Awesome. And just to wrap up our show, as we always do, you gave a great example 
uh, on part one uh, of a two or 300 calorie meal that is one of your favorite go-tos. So let's hear what uh, what this one is for this show. Uh, so I would say we didn't talk about the microbiome or gut health, but of course we could have talked about that for five hours. Yeah. Uh, just looking at your breakfast meal and choosing either like a steel cut oatmeal with some, a small amount of fruit or some yogurt with some fruit. That's a great way to, to really focus on your first meal of the day. Both of those options are really going to speak to better gut health. And that's the ultimate goal. A lot of times we don't think about anything other than having a better number on the scale and getting into those old genes that were stuck in the closet, collecting dust. Right. And every woman has yeah. those old genes in their closet. Um, but really looking at, okay, what, what's going on at the gut level? What's my microbiome look like? That's going to be so, so much dictating. And a lot of times in the morning, we have an opportunity to really kind of bang that out early. Yeah. And folks, if if uh, gut health and the microbiome, those terms she just kind of threw in there at the end are new to you, pick up a copy of her newest book, Regenerative Health, Discover Your Metabolic Type and Renew Your Liver for Life, uh, co-written with Ibrahim Hanuna. And uh, also, um, I wrote a book a couple of years ago called Health Wealth for You, which talks about uh, gut health and the microbiome from more of an operator's perspective. So awesome. you, you can learn more there from either of those books. Um, check them out. Uh, another example, one of my favorite breakfast, uh, oatmeal or yogurt with fruit or a little granola. So thank you so much. Uh, what an awesome episode of the OOO Ozempic and Semaglutide podcast. Thank you so much, Kristen Kirkpatrick, for, for joining us for these two episodes. Thanks so much. It was a complete honor and privilege for me. I know it's going to help a lot of people. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the OOO Ozempic and Semaglutide podcast. Dr. Josh Luke is a PhD, but not a medical doctor. And none of his comments or comments of his guests are intended to be medical advice. Make sure to like, follow, share, and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back soon with a new episode. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. If you travel, you know how to pull off a perfect getaway. You know after you enroll with your Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card, you get up to $10 back monthly on U.S. rideshare purchases with select providers, like a car to the airport. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths and where the Wi-Fi password is rarely used because you're the escape artist. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Purchases must be on card. Visit go.amex slash you know.
Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.